37-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer, look at him rumble. Here we are then, utter punts touching down for the very first time. The new season's upon us and we're ready to blitz the NFL conversation. Get your heads in the game because the play clock's running. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! up for this it's great to have you listening for the very first episode of utter punts an nfl podcast made by uk fans of the national football league i'm liam bradford i'm a sports journalist based in manchester and for my sins i'm a giants fan i'm joined by two nfl experts who love this game i'd put their insight and knowledge up against any yank any day yeah i said it First up, he puts the irk in Kirk Cousins. Dave Keane joining us live and direct from Birmingham, England. Go on, Dave. You're already coming with the Cousins stuff at this point. Your face offends me, quite frankly. You look like a blown up Aaron Rodgers and yet somehow managed to look nothing like Nick Cage. I'm a little bit confused as to what's going on there. Setting the toe, Dave. I do actually look a little bit like an Aaron Rodgers sort of stretched out, blown up version. Uh, Alongside me is the brains of this operation, though it's Ravens fan Dan Horton. Generous. Season predictions coming up in the show shortly. Here's one for free, though, or a couple for free. The Vikings have made the playoffs 30 times in their history, which is the sixth most in the NFL, and they're 6-4 to four to do so again this year, which I think is a great bet. They are, however, one of 11 teams that's never won the Super Bowl, and my best bet of the year is that they definitely won't win it again this year. Whoa, he's giving Keno a kicking in the intro. Welcome to Utter Punts. <laughs> Glory Hunters here. Uh, One Glory Hunter here. Uh, Essentially, the Giants winning the Super Bowl was what got me into the NFL in the first place. So, technically, Glory Hunter, although I think that's now knocked on the head considering how shit they've been for the last, I don't know, five, six, eight seasons. No, I think whenever you beat the Patriots in a Super Bowl twice, you're you're a lifelong fan. You can... uh... We all have a soft spot for that. Works for me. Right, look, we've got loads of stuff that we want to cover. We want to talk to you a little bit about fantasy. We want to talk to you a little bit about betting. We want to do some predictions ahead of the new season. We're going to talk a little bit about Tom Brady as well after his 11-day absence. But we're going to start off by sort of giving you some credentials. The reason that we're here, the reason that we love the NFL. So uh, we'll start with Dave, shall we? We already have established that you're a Vikings fan, but how did you fall in love with the NFL, Dave? Well, I fell in love with the NFL mainly through fantasy football. A friend of mine who was a Browns fan, uh, and we all know how that's turning out for people who have that particular leaning at the moment, led me down a dark path of destruction and loss and heartache. Uh, I already had a slight affiliation for the Vikings due to some people that I met at university uh, who were Vikings fans that lived over there when they were kids. So it was kind of forced upon them by the, the normal means of having been in the region. Uh, and they exported it back to me like a disease, like a pure disease. <laughs> disease. I'm not sure you can call it that. Uh, what about you? You're a Ravens fan, Dan. How did that How did that come to pass? Uh, followed the NRL for, for years, but then really got into it sort of 10, 15 years ago and I've been probably more of an avid fan since then. Just with the competition level. So 
I got a bit bored with sort of following the Premier League and, and football in general, where it's handful of teams can win everything every year. There was an increase in sort of non-existent games that didn't really matter if you won or lost. 14 competitions a year and whatnot. And the NFL, everything counts. Every game, every second, every everything that's played is, is it matters and it counts. And I think that's uh, I've become really addicted to that and I really love that. I always think of you um, as being quite sort of numbers driven as well. So a, a game like the NFL where stats sort of rule the world. In fact, American sports in general, where stats rule the world, it, yeah. it, it, it seems like it might be right up your street, really. It is, and then sort of being able to track that and making some sort of, starting to be able to predict sort of games and things like that became really interesting a few years ago. And you could make a case this year for probably half the league winning the Super Bowl. And I don't think there's many sports where you can do that. From my point of view, I was really fortunate. I got invited to watch uh, Super Bowl. Must have been back in, oh, I don't know, 20... 12, 2013, somewhere around there. And I've been working with Colin Murray, who's a big NFL fan at Radio 5 Live. And he invited me to a Super Bowl party where he sort of made chili and we all sat there till stupid o'clock in the morning drinking beer. And it was at that point that I realised that I just loved the spectacle of it all. I just loved the, the pomp and the fanfare around big games like the Super Bowl. And then that sort of led me into watching a couple of games on a Sunday and then all of a sudden it became, oh, hang on a second, I'll watch it three Sundays out of four and now it's don't miss a Sunday and, and all of that kind of sort of ticked over and then fell in love with the Giants really and the way they play football and part of that was because it remains the only NFL stadium that I've been to. I didn't go and watch a game. I went to watch Bruce Springsteen, but I've still been to Meadow, I've still been to Meadowlands. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. I've, we had a little I've fantasy draft as well. Have you? What? what yeah, did you watch yeah. a game? No, I went and watched WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, have, have you been to Meadowlands? Please tell me you've yes, been and yes, you've I've watched been. a game. Yeah, we watched the Jets game there, which was. Uh... Enjoyable for the other team. <laughs> See, so he's the only one that's been to Meadowlands and actually watched a game of football. But talk about putting your credentials on the line. <laughs> um, we had a little <laughs> fantasy draft earlier this week, didn't we? Where we all decided that we were going to start an utter punts fantasy league. So four teams. So there's me, Dan, Dave and producer Andy. And we all thought it'd be a good idea to set up a league just to put some money where the mouth is. Looking at the teams that we all picked, who do you think Dave is, is strongest at this point? Uh, uh, me, because <laughs> uh, obviously like my team is by far the best. I mean, I've, I've got Derek Henry and uh, Christian McCaffrey running back, which, you know, uh, if McCaffrey basically manages to last... I don't know, 14 games, I'll probably be in pretty good shape there. And quite frankly, the depth of wide receivers is ridiculous uh, in, in a draft with this few many teams. And uh, more than anything, I stole uh, a certain quarterback from Dan, which um, can only be described as a pleasing piece of uh, business. One pick before, just when you were going to take him. Out of friendship, I left yours there for you. And you you know, you know, took mine, it's not on stage. You, you left Unsporting. my quarterback for me. Yeah, you left 2016 Teddy Bridgewater for me. <laughs> are you are you just completely blanking Kirk Cousins from the history of the Vikings? Is this what's happening? No, no, no. I can't ignore it. When when, when we signed him, I, I, I at the time I, I was a little bit active. I'm, I'm one of the Vikings fans uh, 
uh, forums and uh, I said that if, if we get him then we're probably not going to win anything with him because he lacks the ability to be composed in in difficult situations and um, yeah you know when you hate getting proven correct over and over and over and over again uh, yeah that, that happens pretty much all the time because it's, even even worse you get to a point where you start actually believing that he, he's got good processing he's got good arm talent okay he's not that mobile in the pocket but he can do it 34 really really dull minutes later at some point I'd love to see Kirk step up and take accountability and responsibility for his own actions and if he does that who knows he, 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 he may well become a man eh he may become a man one day well, thanks for joining us. That was the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what you may have realised there is that essentially all you need to do to get Dave on one is just say Kirk Cousins' name and off he goes. It's got sod all to do with fantasy or even the draft that we had in midweek. But it, it, he's not he's not Kirk's biggest fan, are you, buddy? Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> I want um, to be. Sorry to wrestle control of this podcast back to what we were supposed to be talking about and the little fantasy draft that, that we had. There were some strange decisions made by, yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, by people that maybe haven't partaken in an awful lot of fantasy football seasons. I did take Eckler very early. Second. Second overall, yeah. I, he was my first pick, yeah. Which everybody laughed at me afterwards. I didn't think that was a terrible decision. Why? Why was that such a terrible decision? There's just many players ahead of him in the in the ranks. I think much more potential. And at picking second, you've got a great opportunity to take a real top level player. And I, I don't think he's that as good as he is, and as good as the charges will be. I think uh, I think Eckler's probably running back four or five. I think there's probably three or four ahead of him. Never mind. You live by your choices. Dave, what did you make of that selection? Um, I was delighted. I was picking after you. <laughs> um, it, the Bears it, it, trading up to get Mitch Trubisky, wasn't it? Yeah, it was exactly like that. One, one of those moments where it's like, right, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be left with uh, more limited options. Oh, no, someone's taken someone who wasn't even in my top five. But having said that, he is a great player. I mean, Eckler is, yeah, he is one of the best dual for everyone. Well, he'd still be there in round five, wouldn't he? Thing. It, it, it would still have been there a few <laughs> rounds later. I mean, there were only four of us, and, and one of us was on auto pick. Right, and, and somehow, even though they were on auto pick, they, they somehow landed pick number one overall, and ended up getting Taylor. Um, which, hmm. uh, as anyone who who does pay attention to the league would know, that he he won many a person at a fantasy football league last year. So, congratulations to our producer, Mr. Bell, who despite a total lack of effort and application put into this thing, was predicted to go 15-0 and 0 by the computer. <laughs> he was and as well. Um, look, for those that might be ready to draw fantasy this week or back end of this week ahead of the start of the season, who are the picks that people should be looking at? It all depends on context, really. Uh, it depends on how many teams are in your league. Uh, that be the primary sort of point really um how many players are there to go around normally it's a fairly good tactic to go running back early because there aren't that many bell cow running backs left in the league so if you can get one of those it gives you an advantage and then having some knowledge of the of the depth wide receivers in the league the players who haven't yet featured in fantasy football for because of injury last year or because they're only now entering the league and there are players out there who, who you can see should have a, a decent impact. So you can you can 
finding Pat Full by receivers very late in the draft if, if there's anything less than 12 teams in the league. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think it depends on um, what type of league you're in. Is it a, Are you playing super flex, which means you can play a quarterback in an extra spot? So do you need the two-quarterback league? In which case, you'd probably take someone like Josh Allen fairly early because he's he's a running back as well, but he's, he's going to play as durable um, and he's going to fill one of your slots. I had a chap in one of my leagues took Mahomes and Prescott in his first two picks because... There are two slots he can fill every week. Like Dave said, I think running back is is prestige. But if you can't get one of the good ones, don't don't stress. I would I would let it go, and I would just pick wide receivers, especially if you're playing in sort of point per reception leagues. I think re- receivers going down. I mean, sort of round four and five. Michael Pittman be brilliant in Indianapolis this year. He was good last year with Carson Wentz. So I imagine he's only going to improve with Matt Ryan there. And then young players, so Elijah Moore is apparently sort of absolutely tearing up at the Jets, and they're going to be a very aggressive offense this year. He'd be a good pick. Justin Jefferson, obviously, is probably the standout with Jamar Chase. But then you've got players like Cooper Cup. You've got players like Devontae Adams, who's, who's been almost forgot about because he's now got Derek Carr as his quarterback. But um, the Raiders made the playoffs last year, so I think he's still in for a good form. So there's there's probably 10 or 15 good receivers, probably only five or six good running backs, top end. And again, it depends really what type of league you're in. But going in with any sort of plan is tends to be a bad idea. You know, you, you could have a strategy, so I'm going to take running backs and then the top three go. You're picking four and you have to sort of audible on the fly. So, I also went down the picking a couple of rookies mm-hmm. route, it, working on the basis that, you know, it's a bit of a gamble, but you never know what might happen. One of those that I took was Brees Hall, the running back at the Jets, who looks like he's in line to get some minutes this season. Like he, he seems to have been in pre-season you know, in, in those first and second quarters where they're playing first and second string on the depth chart. Now, there is some room there potentially for a rookie to make you some serious fantasy points this season. Absolutely. I th- and I think, sorry, I, I think in skill positions this year, it was a, it was a decent draft. And the players are coming in leagues so already now. I think there's probably two running back, rookie running backs who will be the running back ones this year. I think Damian Pierce will start in Houston. And I certainly think Brees Hollow win that job in New York. But the wide receivers in this class that was the, was the hype really. And although... Jameson Williams is injured. People like Drake London will play. Will have a, a monster year, I think, in, in Atlanta. He's only competing with a tight end for um, catches there. Garrett Wilson, I think Chris Olave and the Saints will have a big year as well. Right, enough about talking about fantasy and how terrible I'm going to be and how brilliant you two are going to be because that seems to be the only thing that I'm taking away from there. Uh, let's have a look at predictions and, and how we think how we think we're all going to get on over the course of the season. How do you want to do your predictions? Are you going to start AFC, NFC? Are you going to do divisions? How are you going to do it? Do you want to go through the divisions? Yeah, though? why not? Yeah, you start. Awesome. Okay, so let's get things going with the AFC East then. So we've got the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins and the Patriots in there. They've had uh, an interesting enough uh, off-season uh, Offensive travails with the Patriots. Uh, they've got Matt Patricia somehow involved with their offense. I'm sure the, uh, the Lions fans will be most amused by that. Uh, the Dolphins have got to a Tonga by a lower, thrown to Tyree Kill. You know, it should be a very, very exciting connection so long as uh, Tua can push the ball downfield. Effectively, I'm not saying he can't throw long, he can throw long, but every time I see him, there is a little bit of a wobble there and it doesn't seem to be quite as convincing as, for example, Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen of the Bills, uh, he is absolutely amazing. He has been since, uh, I think, he, he first burst onto the scene hurdling over um, Anthony Barr, um, a minister of Vikings linebacker who had never been hurdled prior to that. And then we've got the New York Jets, a team that many people think will be uh, basically coming out all guns firing. 
I worry, though. I think Wilson uh, has already been injured this off-season. I don't really sense that they are the team which is making that greater stride in terms of what they're able to put out on the field right now. I, I can't really see them contending. Uh, I don't think Hill's signing in, 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 in Miami is going to be enough for them to get over the over the top. Mike McDaniel there, very good head coach, but well, very good coach. We'll see what he's like as a head coach. And I think the Bills will probably hold the division down. Uh, the Patriots just haven't got it for me, just simply because they seem to be a mess in terms of what they're doing after their offensive coordinator left at the end of last season. So, yeah, for me, it's going to be the Bills taking the ASB East. Yeah, I'd completely agree with you. I think one of the safer um, predictions is the Bills win the East. So, well done for starting with that one, Dave. Nice and oh, well, you know, that's one for me, right? <laughs> I could have found a way of disagreeing there. I mean, come on, Dan. I think the Pats, I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors around there, but if we question, if the question about the Pats is the coaching with Belichick there, I'm not sure they'd be that bad. But I think you're right. I think Miami will take a step up. I think they'll do some damage this year with the firepower they've got. I still don't think it'll be enough for them maybe to make the postseason even. And I, I do think the Jets will be better. Like you said, the injury to Wilson's a bit of a shame. I do like him. But they're playing Joe Flacco week one, so um, I know all about him. Yeah, I... I, I... I've got no argument with with any of that. Let's shift on to the AFC North, shall we? We'll give this one to the Ravens fans, shall we? Thank you very much. I think um, I think it'll be a two-team division. I think the Ravens and the Bengals are, are a bit of a step above the the Steelers and the uh, the other team in Ohio. Steelers have gone through transition, not really got a starting quarterback, and their line has been fairly awful. So I think Najee Harris is in for a big year. But the Ravens, I, th- I think, have built this offseason to stop the Bengals and to stop the Chargers and to stop the Chiefs. And I think they'll start with their own division with that and. I'm going to be a bit of a homer, I think, and say it'll be Ravens, Bengals, other team in Ohio, Steelers. Any arguments with any of that, Dave? Yes, to an extent, just based on the fact that I think Kenny Pickett, uh, the new quarterback in Pittsburgh, he's had a half-decent preseason. But what interests me more is George Pickens, their, their wide receiver, but they also took in Vichas Draft, who is a very violent human being. And the fact that they have Mike Tomlin, who is probably my favourite coach in the league, uh, he tends to get his teams above 500, even when they have no right to be. They've been playing over the past few years with what is essentially the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it was it was like something akin to a weekend at Bernie's, watching him get wheeled out every week attached to that offensive line. And now that they actually have someone who actually has a, a pulse and I'd like to point out that I have nothing against Ben Roethlisberger. He's passed withstanding. He, he, he was a, a fantastic quarterback for the watch as I started getting into the NFL. It used to be that people bounced off him uh, and instead it ended up being the ball bouncing off him. It, it's a crying <laughs> shame to see what came out. And uh, I, I honestly think that losing him uh, is addition by subtraction uh, at, at this point. And Kenny Pickett, I imagine he's going to be the starter. I can't imagine why they'd, they'd want to roll with, with Mitch Trubisky, who can't throw to his left, uh, according to Aretha Sam. But we are in a position now where I think that the Steelers will start to rise again. Um, the Browns are obviously going to struggle um, without Deshaun Watson. He didn't look good anyway in the amount of time that he had. Uh, so, yeah, all in all, I can see it being Ravens, Bengals, but don't count out the Steelers sneaking in there and disrupting things and genuinely pissing off both fan bases who expected them to be gone and dusted for a little while at least. 
I think Ravens are my AFC team, so I'm going to go with Dan on this one. I think I'm going to say Ravens to win the North. Dave, you, that means you've got AFC South. Texans, Colts, Jags, Titans. Yeah, um, let's not spend too much time in this particular division. The Colts are going to win it. Actually, <laughs> that's, uh, um, yeah, there's nothing else really to talk about. Uh, they have the best team in that division. I don't think it's close. I'm pegging the Colts to win this division as one of the one of the bankers, Dave. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%, mate. We'll get on to more bankers and betting very, very shortly. Right, Dan, that leaves you with West. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. A slight upgrade on the South. I think the Chargers will be very, very good. What they've added in the off-season is, is incredible, and I don't think they were that far away last year, given a few mistakes, but I think they've probably got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They've obviously got a serious running back, and I think out wide they're great, but I think their defence this year will be absolutely fantastic. So I, I'm going to say the Chargers will take that division. I think the Chiefs will make the playoffs, but they'll probably come through in second. I just think they've got to have to figure a bit of stuff out early on uh, with with the offence, and especially without really having a front running back at the moment. I think the Broncos and Raiders are both with vying for a third playoff um, spot in out of that division, but I'm going to put the uh, Broncos just ahead of the Raiders at the moment, just because I think adding Russell Wilson to that already very deep team will give them a bit of a boost. I, I can see three of these teams having winning records, Dave. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that synopsis, to be honest. Who would you argue is, is not going to have a winning record at the end of the season? Bearing in mind, you've got the Raiders sitting there with, with Derek Carr. You've got the Broncos sitting there with Russell Wilson and their receiving core. You've got the Chiefs are with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Is it feasible that all four of them end up with a winning record? I know that's a, a very rare thing indeed, but it, it is an impressive division. My, my, my fear on the Raiders is the back end. I think they might just get uh, stung a little bit, and especially having to play six games in division. I think it might just hurt them a bit too much. I think if they were in the South, they'd win it. But I do think with Waller not 100% fit, I know they've got Adams and Renfro, but... I don't see much else around it when you compare them to everybody else, but I, I could see all four making it. I mean, the Raiders made it last year and they've got Devontae Adams this year, so it could happen. The Chiefs have made the playoffs seven consecutive years, which is twice as many as anybody else in concessions, so you, you have to pencil them in, and I think Mahomes is still an absolutely the best quarterback in the league. So, but he I, is, I but he no longer has Tyreek. Does that open up a little bit of hope for the likes of the Chargers? Can Juju Smith-Schuster, um, the, the likes of Skylar Moore, come in there and give him enough alongside Hardman to, to replace him? I, I don't know. could be difficult. That's why I would put the Chargers ahead. I think they've just lost a little bit on that end, and I think I think they'll figure it out. I think they'll still, they've still got Travis Kelsey. You know, they've still got a lot of players on the, on the outside. They've got MVS to, to go deeper on them. But I think it'll just take them a few weeks to settle into that, and I think the Chargers might just get away. A little bit early, but you know, they said when Brady left the books that he was leaving, you know, his comfort blanket in Belichick, and he did okay without that, didn't he? Let's switch, shall we, from AFC to NFC? Who's going first with the East? I fancy a team in the East really strongly this year, and so they're not even favourites to win it. I absolutely am. Oh, Cowboys are favourite to win that division and they're awful. They've lost to Mary Cooper. They've lost two of their best offensive linemen. The, the, the owners talking about Zeke Elliott being the focal point of the offence. I think the Eagles are pound for pound in the lines, the best team in the league. I think they've got two offensive lines and two defensive lines and that rotation will be absolutely massive for them. They play the Giants twice. They play the Commanders twice. They play the Cowboys twice. They've got the second easiest strength of schedule in the in the league. For me, the Eagles are an absolute banker to win the NFC East. Cowboys probably second because Dak is good and 
they have got some firepower with the CD Lamb. After that, maybe the Giants over the Commanders, but really, I mean, if they get to five wins each, I'd be I'd be happy with them. But for me, the Eagles are absolutely head and shoulders in that division. The only thing I would say is Carson Wentz isn't going to do anything with, with the Commanders. The Giants have brought in uh, Brian DeBowl, is it, from, from me, from yeah. the Bills as a new head coach. Um, and yeah, it, yeah it, it'd be interesting to see if he can put together some of the help that they gave Josh Allen early in his run there. But, I mean, for me, Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys, his offense was stale when he had Aaron Rodgers. And with the best will in the yeah. world, Ezekiel Elliott, he probably isn't even the best running back on his own team with Tony Pollard yep. proving to be more effective. I like I like the shout of the Eagles. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I am sorry, Liam, I was looking for a way to, to maybe bolster the chances of New York, but um years of bad draft picks are basically biting you on the backside there, aren't they? Do you know it from for me, a good season would be six wins and Saquon making it through without picking up another injury. I think if they can keep Barkley fit for the whole season, they stand a far better chance than they did last year and they managed to pick up three or four, didn't they, last year? So let's just pray that they can keep Barkley fit and, and, and Dayball can, you know, really fire them up to, to just make a step forward, make an improvement in, in what we've seen in, in recent seasons. Uh, right, let's move on to the North, shall we? Kino? Well, okay, so the NFC North is actually interesting this year. The Vikings are a massive unknown quantity, but we have Kirk Cousins, so I'm going to say that we're not going to win it. Uh, and the Packers <laughs> have lost Adams. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. Don't get me wrong, I wish I was wrong. I really do. Uh, I want Kirk Cousins to be able to dance on my grave saying I told you so with a collection of Super Bowls <laughs> with a Minnesota Vikings names on them, but I, I doubt you very much. Aaron Rodgers is class. I actually got a couple of Packers fans a couple of years ago to say that he needed to be replaced. I was delighted when they drafted uh, Davian Love. That also really pleased me. But unfortunately, he's not somehow forced Rodgers out yet. So they still have Aaron Rodgers. But the, the, the Chicago Bears, Ryan Pace, okay, you want to do a rebuild? Brilliant. Well done, mate. Why are you trying to get a quarterback who might have a future absolutely killed and ruined? Give Justin Fields some help, my friend. Otherwise, he will be dead. Even when you do work out, he might be able to help your team win in the near future. And then you've got the Detroit Lions who've got Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell is brilliant. I love Dan Campbell. They're going to bite people's knees. They're going to keep getting up and they're going <laughs> to give it everything. They've got everything going for them. They've got Penno Saul, who's a standout in the draft. And he's going to turn into a really good left tackle. They've, they're building themselves a running game. They're building themselves a passing game. They're building themselves from the trench. D-line is good. They're basically doing everything right. And then you've got Jared Goff, at quarterback, who I've had a problem with Jared Goff since I watched an episode of A Hard Knocks. And there was a conversation between him and Case Keenum, who was the uh, predictive starter for the, for the Rams at that point. And it was Goff telling a story about how there was a fight on the field and because he didn't want to get hurt, he ran away. And he told it in the way where this is fun this is funny and I just thought yeah he also didn't know where the sun came up and the visa were anything to do so if it stuck with me as a you're really going to spend that higher draft pick on this guy well done Mr Fisher um, but yeah all in all I think the, the Packers probably still will win it all the Vikings if 
Kevin O'Connell can somehow turn Kirk Cousins into less of a coward. I'm sorry. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean True colours. turn him into a more composed human being when the game is on the line. Right? That's, that's what I really meant. Who knows? Maybe we can squeeze out a few more wins. Uh, so, yeah, Packers will win. I don't really know where else to go with it, Dan. They're probably going to tell Tommy, no, 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 we will be the Vikings just to try and lift my hopes. About your Viking knowledge, but I just... If everyone stays fit, I think the Vikings are the better team. And I've looked at the looked at some of the odds today, and the the Packers are the shortest price division winner favorite in the in the NFL. And I'm not having it. I don't buy it at all. I mean, the Vikings have been average the last three or four years, but the Lions and the Bears have been atrocious. Mm. And I think if you're playing in division and you're half decent and you're playing with two teams who are garbage and trying to get the number one pick from week one, I think you're going to have a good record. They've been showing up against hard-nosed teams, healthy teams in the playoffs every year since. They've had home field advantage for the last two years and not, not done a thing. So I, I disagree, Dave. I think the Vikings will win the North, and I think the, the Packers will probably come second, but then let's cheer on the Lions. They've been a good laugh, haven't they? Oh, They're yeah, just, very much so. Uh, uh, right, on to the South then. Dan, this one's you. Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. I mean, I'm I'm pretty certain the Bucks will win the division. Although I think they'll start slowly again. We'll, we'll come on to I think Tom Brady a little bit later on. But he's you know their offensive line is has been absolutely torn apart. The centre's gone. Their best right-sided defender Tristan Wirfs is injured and he's not practiced all off-season. And the the left guard has retired. He's out for the season as well. So that's three new three new offensive linemen that Brady hasn't played with. He's lost Chris Godwin for the first part of the season. He's lost Antonio Brown obviously after that lunacy last year he's lost Gronk I think they'll figure it out he's done this in New England 15 years on the bounce and like he said I've played loads of games I've, I've been in loads of pre-seasons I know what I'm doing I trust him and I think the Bucks will win the division and I know Dave hates the Saints and thinks they're over-talked I think the Saints will push them close I think they'll start well I think everything goes well I think they'll be a playoff team their defence is outstanding it's, it's probably the best in the league the other two the Falcons might be fun to watch with Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts that might be fun if they didn't have Marcus Mayota at quarterback although I am sort of hopeful that Desmond Riddle will get a chance there because I think he's very, very good. I would say the Bucks are quite clearly going to win that division, but I do think the Saints will make it interesting from the start. I'm going to do something that no sane human being should do, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to give Baker Mayfield 100% back in. And I'm going to say that the Panthers sneak mm. that division. Wow. wow that's okay. a big call, Dave Keane. It really is. But we've got Christian McCaffrey back. We were discussing him earlier. And um, just because he's in my fantasy team, that means he's going to be robust as hell this year. Uh, I have been firmly in my thoughts and manifest that for him. Uh, and we'll go down the route of uh, basically pointing out the fact that Baker Mayfield, former number one overall pick, who's the best quarterback in that division? Well, that will be Tom Brady. But at some point, Tom Brady has to break and you know why can't it be now but they don't have uh, Antonio Brown they don't have Gronkowski they, we know nobody's having to actually take time off during the off season and to, to go and do something with the family or to be on, on whatever singing show it is his room and he's been on who knows what he's really been up to? He probably is just spending time with the missus and the kids, for which he should be applauded. But he also tried to leave. Um, and uh, for, for me, for, if, if you're in a relationship because the only reason you're still there is because you couldn't get something better, 
then maybe things aren't quite as smooth in that house as we are led to believe. And we'll see where we get to this season. But I'm, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield pulling off heroics, getting the, the Panthers a massive 10-7 win, winning <laughs> stats line that leads to them actually getting into the playoffs this year. And the Bucks. The Bucks will finish nine and eight. Wow. All right. I hope uh, producer Randy's written those down and is going to lock them in a safe somewhere so we can beat Dave Keane around the head with it uh, later in the season when it turns out that he was completely and utterly Oh, but if it turns uh, it out, does I'm leave, right. <laughs> yeah, then we're cancelling the podcast and never doing another uh, <laughs> NF- <laughs> NFC. NFC West is the uh, is the last division that we're going to look at before we talk about Super Bowl and who might be getting there. So Cards, Rams, 49ers and Seahawks. Can't look too far past Levi Stadium, can you? Who's taking this one? Well, for me, I, I am basically going to go with the Rams. Uh, the Seahawks are dying a death. The Cardinals, I don't think, will be anywhere... I think Mr. Kingsbury is going to get himself fired. Uh, I don't think Kyler Murray is the kind of guy who shows longevity <laughs> down the season. The 49ers currently have got Trey Lance coming in, who I'm sure will be very effective with his legs. He probably is an upgrade on Jimmy Garoppolo from the athletic perspective. Can he throw the ball as well as Mr. Garoppolo? Probably not, but then he's also not made of glass, so... He'll be an upgrade. Yeah, it is between the 49ers and the Rams. I am tempted to just go with the Rams as reigning Super Bowl champions. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you pick, Dan, who you think, and I'm going to go with the other team just for entertainment value because I think <laughs> it is that close. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough division to call, I think. But I, uh, the Seahawks are out of it. Let's put them fourth, shall we? Yep. Um, I think the Cardinals... Third, I think, again, I don't think they've done enough to help Kyler Murray this year. And like you see, I think the coach is on dead water and he's certainly the first man out of the building with the contract they've given Kyler. So 49ers, Rams, I think the 49ers will win it this year. I love Trey Lance. I think he is going to be an absolute megastar. I've got vibes of Patrick Mahomes after sitting his first season coming in. Um, I'd almost outside tip him for MVP because if there's going to be that much spotlight on him, he'll get that much coverage. If he plays well, if he does what we think he's capable of doing in that Kyle Shannon offense, I think he could be absolutely magic. Um, oh. They've got Debo Samuel. They've got 23 running backs. They've got Brandon Ayuk on the outside. They're, they're, they've got Kittle to block for them because they don't need to catch it anymore. I mean, they are an f- absolute powerhouse and they weren't that far away last year. You know, they knocked the Packers off in Lambeau, even though it's cold in there, apparently. And they were very close to beating the Rams and that was with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Lance could be because it's all speculation. He could be a massive upgrade, and I think if they upgrade at that position, they could be uh, they could be the winners of the West. That's why we're in the conversation so Rams, for me. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams because what kind of idiot bats against the Super Bowl champs are coming back with most of their team? Hey, 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 hey. But no, uh, I think you may. Awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely am. Uh, but no, um, I'm, I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going to sit sit on that quite happily on account of the fact that Trey Lance has had how many throws in his entire career? And I'm talking college as well. I think it was 160-odd throws for North Dakota State. It wasn't that many. I'm going to say that he won't actually be able to cope with the rigours of a full season of NFL football, and he will fade towards the end of the season, and that is why the Rams will pip it. Now that you pip the 49ers, and I no longer have to justify them winning the division. Cool. Oh, Andy, please, please snip that, that he can't throw the ball. Please promise me. Yeah. Snip that. <laughs> <laughs> producer Andy is on it immediately. For, for, for the full 
season. Not he can't throw the ball early. Of course he'll be able to throw the ball early, but he hasn't had that much experience. He hasn't had that many, that many uh, live reps at all. Not even at college level. You are either going to sound like a savant at the end of this, or you're going to sound like a complete lunatic. It's it's going one or two ways, Keno. Well, we've already we've already established the ground lines, haven't we? The, the, the lines are drawn in the sand. That every time Dan does something good, I'm going to ram it down Dave's throat. Every time he misses a pass, he's going to kill I'm, me. I'm, I'm, just, already set the I'm just going to wait and see. I've, I'm going to go so far as to say Trey Lance is the new Carson Wentz. He may well have a successful opening season, but in the long term, he will not last in the league. Aware that this is sort of rattling on, so I want the two teams that are going to make it to the Super Bowl and your Super Bowl winners, please, boys. That's the only other predictions that we're doing. So two teams that are going to make it to the Super Bowl and who's going to win it. We'll start with you, Dan. Oh, tough one. I think I think NFC is between two teams. I'm going to say 49ers will make the Super Bowl this year. I think they nearly did it last year and I think they're better. Um, so why not? AFC is, is tough because it goes against every instinct in my body. I've got family that are Bills fans, so I hope the Bills do it, but I think they had their chance last year. I think it might be as good as they are. I think the Bengals were amazing last year and they made the Super Bowl, but I think they maybe had their chance. I think everything sat right for them. So somebody different. I can't pick the Ravens, too obvious. I'm going to go the Chiefs. Chiefs, Niners, and winner of the Super Bowl is... They're 49ers. Dave Keane. Very, very interesting indeed. Right, I'm going to uh, actually do what you weren't willing to do, and I'm going to take the Ravens to, to make the Super Bowl from the AFC. Um, Get in, Dave. But I do think the Steelers are going to be better than they have been uh, in, in recent times. I, I just think Lamar Jackson is one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. I love watching him play, and when he's on fire, he's, he's yeah every bit as good as Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes has been more consistent so far. Fully acknowledge that, but I, I love Lamar Jackson. And then from the NFC, well, I am going to throw it out there. I'm going to go with the Packers uh, making one more Super Bowl. Oh, and, come on. And and, and and I think their defense is really, really good, mate. I mean, I get what you're saying about their offense, I do, but I think they're, they're kind of set up for almost um, a Denver Broncos, uh, Peyton Manning class run for, you, for Rodgers. Whoa, they, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second, because this sounds very much... Like the Vikings fan is about to back the Packers to win the Super no, Bowl. No, 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 no. To make the Super Bowl, make right, and then yeah. Oh, don't do it to me. Yeah, Dan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that the Ravens are gonna win the Super Bowl. Basically means Dan that if you do anything other than win the Super Bowl. You have failed to meet my <laughs> expectations for the Ravens. I suppose I better make a prediction, hadn't I? Considering Austin Eckler MVP. <laughs> yeah, so considering <laughs> Right. Considering you two have gone so logical, I'm gonna go totally off gut. I'm gonna go namely because I've got the quarterback and the running back from the Chargers, they make it. And you made such a good argument about the Eagles that I'm gonna go. Eagles make it to the Super Bowl two Chargers win it right we've already started on the betting we've got the predictions in let's uh, let's involve Casino Kino and Desperate Dan our two betting pundits explain what we're going to be doing over the course of the season because we are going to start a train bet but there's absolutely no point in doing that before sort of week three or week four so what are you planning on doing with your sort of betting picks over the course of the season Dan? So yeah we're going we're gonna to put a train bet together so Dave and I are going to get together and really find a, a basically an even money bet and it'll be 
points handicaps, it'll be total points, it'll be running back stats, it'll be quarterback stats, and we'll just find an absolute guarantee every week. And we're going to start with a fiver, and we're going to hopefully try and turn it into a hundred thousand pound by the by week seventeen. Although we may skip week seventeen because that's also a bit of a shambles sometimes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think we're going to put out some of these. I'll put together some some onto the socials of what we've just said about the division winners. Because I think there's some good value there in sort of trebles and doubles and things like that you want to put together. And I think I'll probably try and get Dave's MVP pick as well for the start of the season. I think for, for me as an NFL fan, having sort of um a light flutter at the start of the season and having interest in every week that goes by after that is is the best way to do it. Four or five teams that you're rooting for every week to do well or a running back that you're hoping achieves so many yards in a season or what have you. I think that's the that's the way to do it and that's the way to be successful. Now the train bet will will we'll cut together and we'll post it. We'll probably talk about it a little bit on the pods each week before we probably drop it. Um and obviously we'll put it on the, our socials as well so that you can see it there and we'll put it together with the odds and things like that. So Wicked. So for this week, have we picked anything out ahead of week one or are we just going to be really, really sensible and keep our money in our back pockets and not <laughs> do anything daft? <laughs> yeah, we, we nearly had one. And then we were talking about sort of sack totals in the, the Dallas-Tampa Bay game, weren't we, Dave? And we yep. both talked each other out of it. <laughs> yep. Um, which it's good, bodes well for the future that we can have that sort of level that we talked each other down. Now, there'll probably be 20 sacks in that game now, I'm, I'm rest assured. But we just figure week one and week two are probably just a bit too spicy. Unless there's something that really jumps out from a points point of view. These defences always kind of have the edge the first couple of weeks. You never quite get the offence clicking together. So we'll stay away from that and we'll we'll launch in week two or three. I think for the first off, we'll just put some divisional stuff out there and season stuff out there to give you, give you a flavour of what we're looking at. So if you want to keep an eye on those uh, on those bets that we pick out or that Dan and Dave have got a good idea on, you can do so on Twitter. It's Utter Ponce Pod or on Instagram. We're Utter Ponce UK. So get involved uh, on both of those socials and don't forget to like and subscribe podcast as well. Be really good to have you. <laughs> The two-minute warning hooter has sounded, boys. That means we have two minutes now before the end of the podcast to discuss any other business. I want you to come up with one rookie that's going to come out of nowhere to do bits this season for their bits. team. Somebody that maybe is <laughs> maybe bits. that maybe is everybody sleeping on, and we've got two minutes to get it underway. Who's going first, Dan or Kino? I'll go. Yeah, go, Dan. I think there's a quarterback in the league who's been drafted, and I don't think he's starting. I think a couple of years ago, he would have been the number overall pick. He had a bad last year. Sam Howell at the Commanders has a great opportunity. Wentz is rubbish. The guy behind him is Taylor Heineke. We know what he is. I think Howell, at some point, probably week seven or eight, will get a chance. In preseason, he's looked very polished. He's very athletic. And I think he's a starting quarterback in the league. And right now, he's hidden. Okay, so that's Dan, Dave. Well, I'm actually going to go with someone that I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go with George Pickens of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, For me, he is the best wide receiver in this year's draft. I know that other people got taken ahead of him. I think that was due to character concerns. That character concern revolves around the fact that he likes to hit people and let them know that he's there. Um, I don't know how cornerbacks are going to be able to cover somebody who genuinely enjoys getting involved in a run game. 
and seems to have enough strength and power to send people flying. I've, I've seen some some little stab hits on, on some cornerbacks that have literally sent people freewheeling away from the man. I think he's going to be the next star wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And by the end of this season, I think he'll be considered their number one wide receiver. Um, yeah. George Pickens. That's it. It's all over. Utter Punts, episode one, in the bag, wrapped up and done. It's been an absolute delight. Dan, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. See you next week, Dave. See you next week. Pleasure. 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 Uh, Right, in the meantime, get yourself in there, get it rated, get it liked and subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend. If you've got a group of NFL mates, tell them all about Utter Punts. We'll be doing this all the way through the season. It's been a delight. Catch you next time. 